and it says that we are live so let me just make sure that it's showing up on facebook because sometimes it pops up as private okay do you hear the noise by any chance for the fan or no no nope perfect all right we are there i don't see it on my regular page but that's fine i'll just show it there later okay uh yep it's there let me just make this public and there we go all right everyone uh good evening and happy friday we are here for another episode of fearless fridays with marianne and um as we discussed before october's topic is about single moms and juggling careers entrepreneurships and so forth so this evening i have the pleasure of meeting with and interviewing irene sanchez which i have known for several years um so please make sure that you grab pen and paper and that you take some awesome notes um so let's get started irene tell us a little bit about yourself Thank you so much, Marianne, for the invitation. Um, my name is Irene Sanchez. I'm from Puerto Rico. Uh, um, English is my second language, so I tend to speak fast, but I'm going to try to control myself, at least for this video. I'm the mother of a 15-year-old boy. I have a master's in public administration. I'm a legal advocate at the Volunteer Legal Services Project. I'm the founder and one of the people who founded Puerto Ricanos United in the distance that support um, families that arrive after Hurricane Maria here in Rochester, New York. And I'm also involved as the chair for the Western New York Coalition of Farm Workers Serving Agencies and very involved in the community as well. So thank you again for the invitation, Marianne. Awesome, awesome. So you have a lot going on in your place since the last time that you and I uh, talked. So as a single mom, and 15, when I met him, he was so small. Know, he was like two or three years old when you I met him. I think so, yeah. He was tiny, yeah. okay. So as a single mom, getting your degree, you know, being a chair, career, like how do you find, what have you found to be your biggest challenge? Well, my biggest challenge was childcare. Um, I did, as a single parent, you have to work. And if you want to pursue an education, it's difficult because then um, I was blessed that I had a great person um, taking care of him since he was in preschool. Um, her name is Suzanne. She was extremely a support system for me. Um, but when you tell someone, in addition to work, I'm going to go to school, you know, um, it's, it's difficult, not only because you want to do better for yourself, knowing that at the end it's going to be more rewarding, but because you know you're going to be in time with them. Um, especially with my son, you know, time for me is priceless. Um, I'm the kind of parent that will not bring him to a child care facility on the last minute that I really needed to. Um, if I was off, I stay with him. If I was going to have a late turn, I stay with him. <laughs> um, and, and I still do that. Um, I, I think time is priceless, so we have to spend as much as we can. Um, so for me, I think the biggest obstacle was a single parent um, in, a, in an area, in a community that you don't know. Um, to try to trust someone who's going to take care of your child and do the things that you got to do in order to move forward. Yeah, that's difficult. And I can definitely understand, especially, you know, when it's your child, it's already difficult that you have to make these decisions, but then to put them in the hands of a stranger, it's very difficult. So to find someone that you can trust to leave your children with, it's priceless. That's amazing. 
Um, so how have you juggled being, you know, previously being a student, getting involved in all these different things, career, you know, how did you juggle it? Being honest to myself, um, there's times in which I don't sleep much, but when you love what you do, you find the time to sleep and still do the stuff that you want to do. Um, I always have coffee near me in case anybody needs coffee. <laughs> um, doesn't matter at the time of the day, everybody who knows me knows that. Um, and the reality is love what you do. If you love what you do, you're going to find the time to do it and you're going to find the time to juggle it and be honest to yourself. Um, when I did my master's degree, uh, I remember I was scared because my English is still, I was still learning on my own to try to better myself. And I decided to jump into the master's, uh, a master program and I was scared. So I said to myself, I'm only going to do one class at a time. I'm going to start with one class at a time and then I'm going to add more classes. And I never did. I always stay one class at a time. There's no way that you can do, at least for me, I couldn't do more than that because then that means that I will have to give up either time with my son. I will have to give up time for the community. And, you know, I really said I want to enjoy this process. I want to do it. I want to be able to use the, the knowledge that I'm learning here to put it into work um, with the organizations that I'm working with and just enjoy it. I have not I'm not in a hurry. Um, so yeah. for me, that worked. You know, there are other people who have done a master's degree in a year and a half for a year. That's super impressive. But I think the first thing that you got to do is to be honest to yourself, know what you're capable of, um, establish some timelines, um, create some plan that do not work for the entire community or the society. Establish timelines that work for you, regardless yeah. of what they are. You know yourself. So make sure that you do something that works for you and your family. So that's that's very important that you say that because sometimes we compare ourselves, especially as women, we compare ourselves to others. So we see other people that they're, you know, starting new careers, they're, you know, launching businesses, you know, living this big house and driving fancy cars. And we tend to compare ourselves to them without knowing their backstory and not living to our true selves. So it's important that we know our true selves and do what's in the best interest of ourselves in our situations and not compare ourselves to other people. So right. that's important that you said that. Um, so aside from the individual, um, Susanna, Suzanne, that um, babysat your son, um, what did your the rest of your support system look like? Was there anyone else that was involved? Oh, too many people. Um, I, I can try to count them all at the same time, but that's going to take me forever. Um, the reality is that I have been very blessed from the beginning that I arrived here. I did encounter challenges and encounter struggles. Language barriers was a problem. Um, my proud, I was proud of myself. Like I didn't want to ask for help. Um, that was something that I learned that asking for help, it doesn't make me weak. Um, it made me smart <laughs> um, because there's a lot of people who went through what I went through. So asking for support, it really helped me to jump a lot of hoops um, instead of trying to figure it out on my own. So I learned that the hard way. Um, but I have a lot of people who supported me through the career. I have um, Kenny. I have Diego. I have Lucy. Um, I have Sally. I, it's, it's so many people. Um, when I first started, I remember... Um, I was working in a first, my first job was in McDonald's because I didn't speak any English and they accepted me and I was so thankful for them to let me work there. And I remember having arguments with people about milkshakes and I'm giving, giving them milk and they're like, I'm asking you for a milkshake. And I'm like, yes, milk. 
I'm here you go. Um, so it's <laughs> just, you see the grow, right? So I yeah. have somebody who was supporting me at that time. After that, somebody else um, was helping me to study English 101 because I did not have time to go to school. I did not have time um, to just do uh, in English as a second language education when I have Jarrell when I was on my own. So mm -hmm. it just, again, every in every step of the way of my life, God has been able to place someone that for that moment in time was the perfect person to be near me. And now I have a great support system. People that I haven't seen years, like you, Mariamma, was still connected. Yeah. Um, it's just beautiful, you know. Everything you taught me when I was working for the other organization, <laughs> the fact that you were bilingual and I could understand yeah. you uh, when mm -hmm. I was learning. Um, so it's just that that every step of the way, I, I have been able to find a support system. Well, you mentioned something um, a few seconds ago that's very important, and sometimes we struggle with that, and that's asking for help. Why do you think that? people, especially women, have a hard time asking for help? I think I can speak of myself. Um, in my situation, I have this image that I'm a strong woman and I don't need from everybody, right? I, My parents raised me well. They give me a lot of uh, skills. I have sell avocados in some five or six years old through my neighborhood. I could sell you a rock if you want me to. Um, <laughs> it is just a skills that you gain through the time. And I felt like I was prepared. I had a bachelor degree and I was just ready to take tackle the world. But the reality is there's other challenges that you're gonna go through that are unexpected. And for me, I felt like it made me feel weak just to ask for help. Mm -hmm. um, it made me feel embarrassed to ask for help, um, which is one of the reasons why um, we try to advocate and encourage um, people who are working in community services organizations, social services organizations, that when they offer help to someone, first of all, it's their decision whether they want to accept it or not. Even if you want to help someone, it is their decision whether you want to accept them or not, right? Um, and in addition to that, be kind, because you, know, you don't know what they're going through. You don't know how hard it was for them to come to your organization and said, I need a food basket. For me, that was so difficult. It was traumatizing, knowing that I needed to go to a church to ask for food because I didn't have food in my house. Um, so just keep that in mind. You know, there are people who are struggling. There are people who are juggling multiple situations. And, and sometimes when they come to you and ask for help, they might have fought their own, uh, you know, personalities and, and made that decision to move forward to ask for something is because they truly need it. Right. Yeah, that's so true. So how do you find time for self-care? One of the biggest things that I always advocate for when it comes to women is making time for yourselves. As women, you know, juggling careers, school, children, you know, elderly parents, you know, spouses, whatever it may be, women always tend to put themselves last and put everybody else first. So how do you find time for self-care and taking care of you? Well, I'm blessed to have a lot of friends who do Sumba and they pretty much call me and be like, Irene, we got to go dancing. And I cannot say no. Um, you know, Jackie's, Leonti, Zoo, all these people who are like very close friends who are telling you all the time, we got to go dancing, Irene. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, let's do it. Um, but the reality is planning, you know, the same way that you plan um, to go to school and you plan to go to work, you have to make it in your schedule, you know, this has been a tough week and, and this is what I'm going to do for me. And my self-care sometimes it is watching entire series in Netflix. Yes. You know, <laughs> you what your self-care look like. Not necessarily it's going to be 
something different, you know, and, and I'm very active. I'm very outgoing. Um, I, uh, my son is a Boy Scout. So a couple of weeks ago we were camping, not my thing. I love it though. Um, however, it's not my thing. Um, but it was great, you know, and then, you know, they have a Zumbaton or you have some friends and you're involved with the community. It's really finding something that helps you to recharge your batteries, but make you feel happy. And you have to find out what that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know sometimes I think that women overthink what self-care is about. And it could be as simple as five minutes and just shutting the door and just closing your eyes and taking some deep breaths. That can work wonders for you. Yeah. So it and doesn't have to be anything elaborate. Yeah, I wake up early before my son does. And my mornings are my mornings. I have to have at least two cups of coffee, just me, um, in the morning uninterrupted. And <laughs> that's my beginning of the day. Um, Sometimes when we are stressed out, we go for a walk. Um, You know, it's again, it's just finding that type of moment that make you feel comfortable. Yeah. Okay. So what advice would you give to the women, single moms particularly, that um, are listening to us today? You can do it. You can do it. You know, the society is going to create some type of a stigma of how you need to be, how many kids you should have, whether you're going to buy a house, whether you're not going to buy a house, whether you're going to go to school, whether you're not, whether you're failing, whether you're not. Be you, you know, make your own decisions, make sure that you have your own plan and you follow that guideline and you're going to do it. You're going to be able to get where you want to be. Um, some of the things that I remember from college, from the, my um, bachelor degree was that one of my professors said, when you dream, you dream high. So we were just talking about what you would like to be in life. And I said to him, I want to be a judge. And he said, okay, so you're going to be a judge in the Supreme Court in Puerto Rico. And I say, no, I'm going to be a federal judge. And I didn't speak any English at the time. <laughs> um, so, you know, some of the things that I, I learned in life is that you make a very big, long, high, difficult goal to attain and celebrate every small success that you have until you get there. Um, I have a small goals. I have things that I wanted to do tomorrow. My goal for tomorrow is to do something fun with my family. Um, and it's still, I have some work to do, but it's fun, to, fun, fun stuff too. Yeah. Um, but it's making that. And then you have the more other goals. You know, I want to purchase a house, which I haven't yet. Is my decision. I didn't want to have the stress of getting a house and study at the same time. Um, and again, it's just making the goals that will work for you. And then have that long term goal that will help you to continue moving forward. Because if you set goals that are easy to attain, sometimes then you're feeling like, okay, I did what I wanted to do. Right. So that would be my suggestion to you. Yeah. So that's important too, is that when we set goals, our goals should challenge us and they should push us out of our comfort zone. It should make us a little bit scared. We should be a little bit afraid to be like, oh my God, I can't believe I was that bold to set that goal. But be bold with what you have to lose. It's nothing that you have to lose. What could happen that what you were looking for, they say no, at least that you know. I remember I I did not speak English. It was my second year here. And I said that I wanted to study English because I wanted to take the police exam. And people were like, Irene, I barely understand you. How are you going to take the test? Because I'm going to take the test. Mm -hmm. I wanted to take the test, right? So I passed the test. I didn't pass the verbal interview. <laughs> but I definitely passed the written test, which for me, it was like, whoa. Um, so again, it's just those goals were what, what could happen, that somebody told you you cannot do it. So you try. And that's right. what is important, is that you learn 
from every time you try something new, it's experience that you're gaining. So you're not losing anything. You try right. something mm -hmm. the way that didn't work out, then you try in a different way that didn't work out, but you keep going. You know, instead yeah. of just feeling like, what if I can have done that? What if I did this? What if? Just go do it. Be bold. Yeah. Be bold. yeah. And like you said, uh, too, it's important that we celebrate the small victories because sometimes if we just set this big goal and we haven't really accomplished anything towards that big goal or if we have, but we just like, oh, okay, so I did that. And you just keep going. It's difficult. So we also have to learn how to be our biggest cheerleaders and celebrate ourselves every yeah. step of the way. Yeah, you know, we have, I, I celebrate myself. I go dinners to the places I want to go and places I want to eat. I do things that I want to do. You know, it's a debate sometimes in my house, you know, my, about my son, what he wants to do and what I want to do. It's like, ah, this time it's my mom time. Um, you know, and, and, and it is okay. And, and some of the things that, you know, something that I have seen and observed is that sometimes when we're talking about businesses mm -hmm. or organizations that we work with, we're so carefully thinking about every move that we're going to do. We plan everything to the extent that it's going to be in a perfect outcome, but we don't do that to ourselves, right? So taking mm -hmm. a time for you to really plan and, and be able to look at each of the details, what's happening in your life right now? Where is point A? Where is point B? Where is point mm -hmm. C? Where you want to get? And doing those little um, challenge yourself into small goals until you get to want to go, that's going to be extremely helpful for you. Yes, it is. So as we get ready to wrap up, one thing that I have realized and learned is that when I'm doing these lives, time goes by so fast. <laughs> I see that. I was thinking like, okay. <laughs> so my whole tagline thing, like my shirt says, it's all about being fearless and fabulous. So what does being fearless and fabulous mean to you? For me, it means be you. Be yourself. Be honest to yourself. Be true to yourself. Um, forget the stereotypes. Um, forget the labels, forget what people want you to do, do the things that you want to do, do the things that you desire to do and be bold about it. You know, if you're happy, everybody around you is going to have to be happy. If not, they're going to have to accept that you're happy. Um, mm -hmm. So be you. That's, that's for me what means being fearless. Awesome. Awesome. So any last parting words before we end for tonight? Well, I know one of my quotes, um, it was about you know, be the change that you want to, that you wish to see in the world. But I would like to read one, a reflection in Spanish um, that okay. has been with me since my college days. And it says, No estás sobre esta tierra para respirar, comer, ocupar espacio y pasarla bien. You are not over this land to breathe, eat, ocup um, have a space, or just enjoy your, your time. Dios te diseñó y formó para que seas un aporte en la vida y fuera único. God formed you and designed, and, um, designed you so your uh, contribution to the life was unique. Mm -hmm. Estás aquí para dar algo a cambio, no solo para consumir, estás para añadir vida a la tierra, no para quitársela. You are here to give something as an exchange, not only to consume, you are here to give life back to earth, not to, not to take it. Dios te diseñó para que hicieras una diferencia con tu vida. God designed you so you can make a difference with your life. El servicio a Dios y a los demás es el propósito de tu vida. God's service and serving everyone else is the purpose of your life. So I find, move you forward and go do it. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. So thank you very much. Um, it's been great. And we definitely have to catch up and stay more in touch. Will do. Thank you so much. You're Good welcome. Time. Have a good night. You too. Bye. So how amazing was that interview with Irene? I have known her for years and she talks about her English, you know, not being that great and things like that. Her English is good. Um, I remember, and that just reminds me when I was in school, um, finishing my master's degree, we had um, a beautiful soul in class with us um, from uh, Brazil. And she always talked about how her um English wasn't that great. And we all looked at her like, are you kidding? Your English is better than ours. So for all you people out there that um, English is your second language, keep going, keep learning, do not stop. And I know that today's video is a little different um, than previous weeks because I did not do the intro, um, but I'm going to do it now. So um, before we wrap up and and I wish you guys well. Let's get some Jasmine Murray. So you guys know that that is my favorite song, Fearless by Jasmine Mary, if you want to listen to the whole thing. Um, but thank you for tuning in. Please be sure that you like and share this video, not just with single mothers, but with anyone. Um, different topics are discussed every month, um, and I'm here to inspire, empower, and motivate women from coast to coast to live a free and happy life, a life where they are living out their dreams, um, their truth and strengths. So thank you for tuning in. Be sure to follow me at The Fearless Living Coach on Facebook. I'm also on YouTube under Marianne Dannert and I'm on Instagram at mdannert. So thank you and have a good evening. Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Business ownership leads to unexpected knowledge. What are you an expert at? Tell us at Getting Real with Bossy and subscribe today.